This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hey everyone, I'm really excited about this week's episode where I talk to Alicia Smalls Worthington. Alicia Smalls Worthington is at Iconics Brand Group, but she's had a long history of trailblazing long before that. She basically was the right-hand woman to Jay-Z and helped discover some small acts like Rihanna, Willow Smith, Rita Ora, you know, no big deal. And now she's building brands for many, many different brands under the Iconics Brand Group. I think you've heard of a few of them. Take a listen. Welcome, Alicia, to the show. Hi, everyone. So happy to have you on today. And you have had a really incredible career, and I'd love for you to just tell me the story of it. No problem. Thank you. Um, First off, thanks for having me. Yes, my run has been pretty interesting to date. Um, Started off um, in 2001 with the Rockaware brand. At that time, the brand, which it still is, but was booming. Um, Everyone wanted a piece of it. And I was super duper fortunate to come on board to launch e-commerce. So started with that brand, um, started with with it being a $900,000 business, um, soaring up to almost $10 million online, which was awesome. Wow. Um, yes, super exciting. Um, definitely had our hands full because, as you can imagine, bandwidth wise, we didn't have the team to support that growth, but it was exciting and a great time for everyone, especially at that time, you know, um, what, what's deemed as urban wear was booming and Rockaware was definitely a leader in the space. So I was so fortunate to come on board at that time. Um, in 2007, the company was acquired by a company called Iconics, which is where I work at to date. Um, but during my time frame at Iconics, as well as sort of far and few in between from my Rockware experience, I was fortunate to sort of be Jay-Z's right-hand digital person. So I got to launch Rock Nation with all the different artists under the umbrella, including J. Cole, Rihanna, Willow Smith, just to name a few. Oh, um, no big deal. And yeah, no big deal. Um, as well, yeah, no big deal, as well as heard of them. I'm them. <laughs> Me and Jay-Z are besties. I love how you're like, you just go into the story and just drop it. Like, it's so <laughs> I love You know them. what it is? Because in all honesty, like, the experience was always so authentic and so organic that we all have been like family, you know? So it didn't even feel like work. It, it really felt like we were all working towards a goal. Everyone was trying their hardest to accomplish it. So, I mean, I, those were some of the best years of my life. Oh. And it helped sort of catapult me into sort of where I am today. When you became the director on the e-commerce side, right, on Rockaware, when you were doing that, did you just 
have to figure it all out? How, what did oh, you no. Yeah, for sure. No, at that time, I tell everyone that I went to this the school of the digital school of hard knocks, because as you can imagine, during that time, the online world was sort of new and exciting for everyone. So it was kind of like, hey, if we click, if we make this clickable, what happens? If we throw up this shirt, what happens? If we animate the flash intro on the homepage and drive people to a landing page, what happens? So we definitely were winging it. I call it the wild, wild west moment where we were just kind of like, listen, take a shot and see what we hit and it actually was super successful and of course not everyone has that um isn't not everyone is that lucky for it to work that way but it actually did for us so it, it was truly a blessing and super insightful and like I said that experience itself really taught me how to be a person who's like listen nitty gritty gets their hands dirty not afraid to do the ABC envy of things, you know, and that's super important because not a lot of people and not to toot my own horn are cut from that cloth anymore. You know, millennials, et cetera, have so much access to things. They're just like, wait, what? You want me to do what? You know, whereas during those times, it was like, listen, you were the stylist, you were the merchandiser, you were the copywriter, you were um, the, the buyer, you were handling all aspects of the business and really coming to the table with that entrepreneurial spirit and not being afraid to actually, you know, apply sort of that mentality to your day to day. Not a lot of folks are built like that anymore. It's too much access, you know? It sounds like you operated a lot on a trusting of your gut. Like when I hear you about the digital and how you were like, let's try this, let's try this. It was really, sounds like more of just really trusting who you are and being unafraid to do everything and do, try all the things basically. For sure. And I think the the wonderful thing about digital is listening. At the end of the day, if it's not working, you can turn it off. You can optimize it. You know, unlike any of the other mediums where it's like, listen, oh my God, we ran that print ad and the URL, you know, doesn't work or, oh my goodness, you know, we misspelled something in digital that doesn't exist. You can turn something on at 9 a.m. and if it's not working the way you liked for it to work by 12 p.m., you can turn it off. That's what I love about this world. I love it. And so then you went on, and I know you talked about a little bit with Jay-Z, and you know, of course, you're a little little excellent, Rihanna. (laughs) And so what do you think um, it takes to work with kind of celebrities and talent of that nature? What would you say is the key skill um, that you needed to be able to have not only the access, but, you know, there's a tremendous amount of trust that goes into that. Somebody oh, trusting yeah. you. So, so what is the key skill you think that it takes to do that? For sure. I say first thing first is be yourself yeah. because sharks can smell blood from a mile away. And yeah. it's one of those things. If you come to the table where you're trying to um, bring every bell and whistle, you know, to the table f- from jump, it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. You know, it can yeah. come off as being like too aggressive, too um not over overconfident, you know, to the point where people feel like, wait a minute, yeah, like I'm a little uncomfortable. So number one is be yourself. Number two, take the time to really do your homework to identify the white space. You know, at the end of the day, the celebrity already knows their value. 
it's up to you to sort of pull that out of them to say, hey, you know what, offline, yeah, this works for you, but digitally, mm, here's where I see there's an opportunity. They love when you kind of pull back the layers and show them like, listen, guess what? There's a chance for you to have more of a lion's share of your audience in Australia if we change the language on your Facebook posts and target it at X time. You know, I they love, love, they love to see that. So when you're working with the celebrity, listen, they already know what their value proposition is. What are you bringing to the table and how are you maximizing your opportunity to have access to them? Mm. That's what really wets their whistle. So even for me in working with number one, you have a dynamic group of like personalities and styles and lifestyles, et cetera. It's not a one size fit all. And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake where it's like the approach of, oh, okay, well, this one celebrity has their own blog okay, they might be into like capturing content and really want to put the resources behind doing so. Whereas others are like, listen, I'm cool with just leveraging my Instagram platform, figure out how you can maximize that and and Mm. go from there. You know, don't try to put a square inside of a circle because it's never going to happen. I love that, that they already know their value. So you figure out how you can add value and help kind of fill the white space. I, I absolutely love that, Alicia. It's awesome. All right. So tell me now you're okay. So now uh, they're Mm -hmm. acquired. You go to Iconics, right? Yep. Okay. So take it from there. No problem. Go to Iconics. At that time, again, that was 2007. Everything was still sort of new and fresh. There actually wasn't even a digital department within the organization. So I kind of was a shared employee, for lack of a better term, between Jay and that crew, as well as the Iconics team. And I came in-house to help them set up not only their websites, but their social platforms, you know, Facebook pages, Twitter accounts. And as you can imagine, throughout the years, every single platform that sort of came to light, figuring out like, hmm, does it make sense for us? Because I'm a true believer in like, listen, at the end of the day, you make sure that no one can squat on your handle. You register it as these different platforms and applications sort of come to life, but it doesn't mean that it makes sense for every brand. So a lot of the brands, whether it's having a, a presence on a YouTube or Pinterest, et cetera, you'll see more, some are more robust in certain areas than others. And again, because I take it back to that, hey, not a copy and paste mentality, what works for our, our menswear brands doesn't necessarily work for our juniors brands. And that's sort of like my plan of attack from years ago to date. And right. here we are. And here now are. sort of... Now the uh, marching orders, I would say, for for 2016 and beyond is figuring out what our, what our global digital strategy is. So starting from the top up, from a corporate level, and then working its way down through the brands, because that's super important. You know, that siloed mentality no longer exists. So you have to start at home first and make sure that within the organization, we are all synced. So that includes um, the content pieces of the website, all of our JV partners sort of being on best-in-class platforms with our SEO strategy, with our SEM strategy, what our brands look like in these different territories, and then working it down to the brand level. So that's sort of my focus for the next year or so. As you can imagine, um, it's a lot of heavy lifting. I have 35 brands that I'm now responsible for versus just working before, prior, I was working within the men's division mainly, but now I'm overseeing all 35 
Butterfly brand. So I'm super excited because, as you know, in the digital space, there's tons of opportunity, tons of opportunity to make some noise and, and create a dialogue that makes sense on a brand level versus trying to pigeonhole anyone into going into a specific direction. So with us, corporately, we have our focus, we have our point of view, and then brand-wise, we do as well. So I'm excited to bring that to fruition. It's amazing. When I'm listening to you, I'm excited (laughs) just thinking about the job ahead of you. But how do you see um, the execution of that happening? Do you Mm -hmm. have people at brand level to help you? Are you responsible mostly for the strategy or is it all of it? Oh my God. Can we, can we do this off the record? No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we can go back on the record, but no, seriously, in all, in all seriousness, um, with it being a focus, you know, a corporate focus, um, internally, we are building up the team. Um, we are also sort of dividing and conquering instead of working more in sort of, um, a siloed format where, you know, the, these individuals work on these brands, these individuals work on X brands, these teams leverage these tools, but these teams leverage another set of tools, like really working more um, from a standpoint, a unified standpoint, where from an efficiency standpoint, it all makes sense, you know? Content flows, um, content creation, um, reporting, analytic suites, like all the nuts and bolts, making sure that that 360 approach doesn't just live and breathe within one to five brands, but all 35 brands. So team-wise, of course, have to have the, the individuals in place from a social standpoint, from a brand management standpoint. I think what's awesome, too, um, you know, a lot of organizations have caught wind where, hey, the person who's handling social can also be the janitor. Right. You know, can't also be um, the licensee coordinator. You know, like you really need people where digital, like that's the area, that's their focus. So I'm excited because now I will have sort of a set of folks who are 100% dedicated to just being digital marketers. Super valuable for our business. I love it. I am so looking forward to seeing what you're doing, Alicia. I'm going to follow you and watch everything you do because you (laughs) are going to do great things for those brands. That That I know. I could tell just from listening to you. Now, tell me one thing. So you Mm -hmm. have worked in digital a long time. Yes. Using social personally. Are you somebody Mm -hmm. who working in this space, because you work in this space, does it make you want to use social less or does it make (laughs) you want to use social more and can you turn it off? Yes. Okay. So first off, yes. Sometimes I'm like, listen, can you turn it off? Can you mute my life for a few minutes just because I'm kind of like here, there and everywhere. But what I've learned that works best for me is like making sure that my social has a focus. So if you look on any of my social handles, for the most part, you'll see I have um, what I call the digital tidbits where I throw out sort of in a digestible format, just tidbits surrounding digital marketing or digital buzzwords, et cetera, sort of breaking them down because you have a lot of individuals who now are getting, who are leveraging the digital space for their personal businesses, their yeah. personal brands, et cetera, yeah. you know, outside of their day job, but they yeah. might not necessarily know what it means to run a display banner or what CPM right. is or what right. SEO is, you know, so it's my little fun way of sort of just spreading the word and 
keeping myself relevant on my social platform so that they have a voice. And then I try to throw up one um, day of the life image, day in the life image, excuse me, where it's kind of like, hey, this is what I have going on today. And then one family photo, because that's who I am. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a digital marketer, you know? So for me, it's about showing that mix. So you get a little bit of my personal life, but for the most part, you get to see like how my personality is personified digitally. I love it. Alicia, where should people follow you and where should they yet? Are they ready to follow Iconics? You want them following you yet? Tell me where, <laughs> where, where people should connect with you. I would say connect with me and Mrs. Alicia W. That's M-R-S-A-L-E-E-S-H-A-W on all platforms. For the most part, I'm mainly active, I would say, on Instagram and Twitter and then everything else kind of falls to the wayside just because of life. You know, bandwidth-wise, I have to know when to, to your point, turn it off. I I do have a three-year-old and nine-year-old, so I can't just be online, you know, 24-7. They have to, they need their mama as well. They need their mama too. Awesome. Alicia, you are one amazing social lady. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.